It's a cold, chilly morning here in Mobile, but we're so glad that you guys are in the building with us and you tune in online. Uh, we have a great, great, great um, Sunday prepared for you guys. And we're in the middle of our sermon series called Foundations, and this is week three. We're week three of Foundations, and week one we talked about, uh, and just but Foundations is just blueprint foundational things that every believer should have. When you walk with Christ through your journey in Christ, there are certain uh, foundations that each and every one of us should have. And the first one that we talked about in week number uh, one was joy. We talked about joy. Y'all say joy. joy. Last week we talked, I'm sorry, not the joy, that wasn't week one. Forgiveness was week one. I'm sorry. Forgiveness was week one. Joy was last week. So we talked about joy last week and how important it was that each believer carries joy. And this week is week three, and we're talking about faith. Faith is something that you cannot do, absolutely cannot do your journey, your walk with the Lord without faith. There's no way in the world you can walk this journey with God without what? Faith. You need to have faith. You got to have faith. And it was uh, crazy this morning uh, doing worship towards the end of worship. I felt my body get real, uh, uh, real weak. And I was like, man, I need to sit down for a moment just to kind of like gather myself. I just I felt just real weak because I've been excited to preach this message. I couldn't even sleep last night. I was so excited to preach this message because y'all know this year is the year of faith. Like we dubbed this year the year of faith. And I've been, I'm just excited to share something fresh that the Lord uh, has given me. And um, man, I just felt weak. And I was like, I need to sit down for a moment. And then we started singing Waymaker. And then we got to the part was like, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. And I spoke to my body. I said, by faith, I know I don't feel strong right now. But by faith, I speak to my body and I say, I am strong. And then I just felt like a strength arise on the inside of me. And I said, you know, I need to stand up. And then I stood up again. And then immediately I felt my strength come back to me. But it was faith that began to rise up in me, even though I didn't feel strong. And I didn't, obviously, this is the Lord, because I didn't expect this to happen at all. But I didn't expect to feel weak, but I did in that moment. And then I said, you know what, by faith, I'm not about to just sit here in, in, in this weakness. By faith, I'm going to speak out and say that I am strong. And, and strength began to restore to me. And again, we're talking about faith. All the notes are on our app. You can follow along with that. And this is actually, I know I'm up here by myself, but this is actually a collab message because tomorrow helped me out a lot with this where we just began to collab our thoughts on our journey of faith. And we just came together and we just began to talk about our journey of faith and how we got to where we are right now. So that is what I want to share with you. And I believe this is a word from the Lord. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for today. I thank you, Lord God, for uh, open hearts to receive what you would have to say about hindrances and distractions of the enemy. Thank you that you're with us, that you speak clearly to us today, and that you give me the strength, the anointing, and the boldness to preach your word with clarity and with truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And we knew that going into this foundation series that one of the weeks we were going to talk about faith. And it just so happens that in our daily readings, that we began to read through Hebrews. And this was, I can't remember which day of this week it was, but we were in Hebrews 
chapter 11. And this is pretty much where the basis of this message comes from. Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verses 17, 17 through 19. And it says, it was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. So today I want to give you three steps on your journey of faith. Three steps on your journey of faith. And the first one comes from what we just read right now. The first one is this. If you want to follow God, it's going to, it's going to happen through faith. If you want to follow God, it's going to happen through faith. There is no way that you can follow God without faith. You can't do it. There's no way that you can do it. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says this. It says, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So that's scripture right there. We say that without faith, it is impossible to please God. That is a basic principle of faith. It is impossible to please God without it. Without what? Without faith. You can't do it. You cannot please God without faith. So if you can't please God without faith, you can't follow God without faith. So faith is utterly important in your walk with God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Your faith journey is dependent on you saying yes to God and having faith that he will bring you to the destination that he wants to take you on. You know, God, in our journey, God has a destination for each and every one of us. But the thing is, faith is your vehicle that gets you to the destination that God has for you. And the moment that you stop exercising faith, you stop going towards the destination that God has for you. It's like the bus just stops right there or the airplane. So we're going to have to take a little landing, emergency landing right now. I can't take you any further because you don't have any faith. And your faith will only take you as far in your destination with God. You will only go as far in your destination with God as your faith will allow. So you have to have faith. And the reason that faith you need faith is because um, his leading defies all forms of natural reasoning. God's leading defies all forms of natural re reasoning, though wisdom is his closest companion. God's leading defies all natural reasoning. It does. But wisdom is his closest companion. What does that mean? We just read that scripture there. What did God promise Abraham? A son. Did he not say, through that son, I will make all your descendants through this son, Isaac? He, and Isaac was the promise that God gave Abraham. And what did God do? He fulfilled that promise. But isn't it ironic that in God's promise that he said, hey, by the way, that son that I promised you, the son that I said that all the descendants would come through, you know what? Just go ahead and sacrifice him to me. Now, that defies all natural reasoning. If we try to figure that out in our own minds, we say, what in the world, why in the world would God make that promise, but then give him the son and say, I need you to sacrifice the son for me? 
Why? Because wisdom is his closest ally. Wisdom is right there with him. Wisdom is his closest companion. And in God's wisdom, he knew that if I know that if Abraham is willing to give up the promise that I promised him, he will withhold nothing from me. And I know for sure that I can give him everything that he desires because he's willing to withhold nothing from me. But that wasn't God's wisdom. But natural reason, it says that don't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Why in the world would God ask him to do that? Because God's wisdom, is his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So you need faith for your journey because there are going to be some things in this faith walk that's just going to defy natural reason that you're just not going to understand. But you're going to have to allow your faith to say, you know what, God, I trust you anyway. I don't understand. I don't see it. But God, I trust you. Why did Joseph have to be sold into slavery by his brothers, go to prison, be there for years, all for Pharaoh to raise him up to the number one in command? or number two next to him, and save thousands and thousands of people from a famine. Why didn't God just say, you know what, Joseph, I'm just going to put you at number two. He could have easily done that, right? That would have made more sense to us. It's like, why did Joseph have to go through all those things? Because in God's wisdom, he knew that there were some things he had to do through Joseph, through that transition, to get him to the position that he could listen to God's orders by faith. And it was because of Joseph's faith, even though he went through all those trials, that God was able to raise him up and to do awesome things with him because he allowed the Lord to, to, to cultivate things in his character, in his life, while he was waiting on the promises to God to be fulfilled. Even though the whole time he's like, I don't understand why I'm in prison. Why did my brothers betray me? Why, does all, why did Potiphar's wife uh, lie on me and all these terrible things happen? Because in natural reason, it doesn't make sense. But in God's wisdom, it all works together. Also, this is something just more practical for us. So you mean to tell me that if I tithe 10% of my gross income, that my finances are blessed? Yes, that's the principle of God. And the natural says, well, I can't afford to give 10% of my gross income. I need that money. But the truth is, you can't afford not to tithe. And it defies all natural reasoning. It doesn't make sense that you mean if I give away money, that means that my finance is going to be blessed because I generously give it away to God. Yes. And the natural, you could try to sit there. It don't make sense. Giving away money makes me make more money. Not just, not just, and some people will say, well, what am I investing my money in, in the kingdom? The kingdom currency is souls. And when you invest in the kingdom, there is no greater return than souls. And when you do that, guess what? God says, this person is not withholding, not even their finances from me. So guess what? I'm going to bless them even more in their finances because they're generous to give. But in the natural, it doesn't make sense. You ever talk to someone that don't pay time? Oh, I can't pay my time. Mm -mm, that's too much money. Oh, I can't, I can't afford to. Uh, I mean, I can give a little something, but I can't give. Oh, that's, that's, that's a little too much. Why? Because it defies natural reasoning. But in God's wisdom, it makes perfect sense. Because faith is the journey. Our faith is what you need in this journey to follow God. Amen? You know, God will ask you to let go of things in your life that you, are feel, that you feel are vital, but in his wisdom, it is good for you just to let go of it and to trust him. You know, there are certain things that we hold on to that we feel like, I can't let go of these things because if I do, God, I just, I don't know how I'm going to make it. 
I, I just don't know what I'm going to do if I, if I let go of these things. But God says, no, if you just let it go and trust me in my wisdom, I have something better for you. But you have to have the faith to let go and say, God, I trust you. Faith. You need faith on this journey with God. That's the first thing. If you want to follow God, it's going to happen through faith. Amen? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 29. It says, it was by faith that the people of Israel went through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to follow, they all drowned. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's about to get good. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, pay attention. This is where we're going to spend the majority of the message. I just want to give a fair warning before we get started. I don't prepare any messages for any person. I don't think about any situations when I think about preparing a message. So if you feel like self, I'm talking to you, that's not me. That is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. So I just want to say that up front. I don't think about any person when I'm preaching a message like, oh, I know such and such is walking through this. Let me preach a message on that about them. No, I don't do that. That's not right. I speak what the Holy Spirit has given, and I'm telling you. So I'm tell, y'all lean in. You watching online? Y'all lean in. It's about to get good. So I read that verse again. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to follow, they all drowned. So what's number two? What's the, the second step in our journey of faith is this. I can't advise you where your faith won't lead you. I can't advise you where your faith won't lead you. Say it one more time. I can't advise you where your faith won't lead you. It took extreme faith for Moses and the children of Israel, the people of Israel, to get to the Red Sea when the enemy is on hot pursuit to say, you know what? I'm going to walk through the Red Sea. Can you imagine that... The, if you read, if you go back and you read in Exodus, it, the, the, it, they, the enemy is getting close to them. The enemy is right on their tails, and they're going through the wilderness, and they start complaining, Moses, why'd you send us out here to die? We had it better in slavery and all this, and we're about to die. And they across the Red Sea. But then all of a sudden, they cross the Red Sea, and the Red Sea parts. They walk through, and they receive victory over the enemy. But the thing is, it was their faith that allowed them to walk through the Red Sea, and it was their faith that saved their lives. Because if they didn't have the faith to receive the advice that God gave them, they would have died. The Israelites, they would have, not the Israelites, but the Egyptians would have came up to them, walked up, and they would have slaughtered them. But it was by faith that they said, even though I don't see how you're making a way, I'm going to keep walking through. And then, guess what? It saved their lives. If they wouldn't have trust God, it would have killed them. But this is also something about that. The devil or the enemy can't go after you the same way God has led you. The devil can't go, the, go after you the same way that God has led you. He will die because his pride doesn't carry the grace that God has provided for you. Meaning this, when they walked through the Red Sea, God spoke to Moses and said, Tell, like, stick out your staff, 
walk through, and, and the Red Sea will part, walk through that. And it was, and that was the advice. Their faith had to lead them through what God spoke. So they did it, and it saved their life. So what happened? The enemies thought we could do the same thing that they did, but what happened to them? When they walked through, the walls closed in, the waters drowned, and they died trying to follow the same path that the people of God were trying to follow. It doesn't work that way. Why? Because there was a grace on their lives that God says, I will lead you this way, but the enemy doesn't have that same grace. So when he tries to follow you and he's trying to taunt you and he's trying to do all these things through you, through the path that God is leading for you, eventually at some point, guess what? It's going to catch up to him and he's going to die off. All the attacks of the enemy are eventually going to die off because there's no grace for him in the path that God has chose you to follow. God's path always has grace for you and not for the enemy. So that's why faith is so important. So when God speaks, you better listen swiftly. So when God speaks, I need to follow this path because I know this is a path of safety. And I know that the enemy can't follow me this way. Some people make things so complicated and are waiting on this deep spiritual revelation from God before they move that when, when actuality it's the simple things that God uses to give us direction. I'm going to say that again. Some people are waiting on this deep spiritual ground shaking. I got to be in the room and it's got to be quiet. And then the doors got to blow open by the wind of the Holy Spirit. And then I got to feel like the doves descended on my shoulders and I got to look up and, and then I look up and I see this bright light that I can't see. I got to cover my head for revelation to come over them before they do something for God. It's like, no, it's actually the simple things that God speaks that causes us not to want to move because we're waiting on this deep, deep revelation. Oh, I got to have, it's got to be deep. You know, some people just want stuff deep. But it's actually the simple things that God uses to give us direction. And why can't people take the simple things? Because it's simple. That's why. Oh, it's, it can't be that easy. Yes, it is that easy. It's simple. It's not deep. You know, someone, I heard someone say this before. They say, you know, I, I come to y'all's church for a little appetizer, and then I go somewhere else to get some real deep spiritual food. And when I heard that, my first reaction, I wanted to laugh. But I didn't laugh in their face. But what, and, and the ironic thing was this, is that the simple teachings, when they were confronted with the simple teachings, they couldn't do it. There was, they wanted this deep, speaking to my gifts, allow me to flourish in my, yeah, okay, but what about these simple things that you need to put in order that can help you actually grow in your relationship? They couldn't do it. They couldn't do it, the simple things. You know, Jesus gave simple teachings. Was his teachings complicated? I can't remember reading one message or sermon that Jesus preached that was, that was deep. But let me give you this verse in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 through 14. The simple things. There is so much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and what? Don't seem to listen. You know, that's the word for some of us right there. Don't seem to listen. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things that God, about God's word, the simple things, the simple things, the practical things, the, the basic things that, about God's word that we should all have. 
You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. You see, when you're mature, you have the, the ability to distinguish between right and wrong. But you know how you get that? By obeying the simple things and the simple directions that God gives you. The basic things that it says. It's the basic things. When you make a practice of putting the basic things into practice daily consistency, consistently, guess what? It's easy to distinguish right and wrong. But when you don't do the basic things or the simple things consistently, you can't tell right from wrong. And so while you're craving the deep spiritual things, God says, what about the simple things? What about the basic things that I'm trying to give you in the word? Because I can't advise you where your faith won't lead you. And it's the basic things, the basic advice, the simple advice that God gives us that sometimes we say, I, I just reject that because it can't be that simple. Yes, it is that simple. It's that simple. You know, Jesus gave the most powerful, spiritual, deep message in Matthew 4 to Simon Peter and to Andrew. Changed their life. Y'all know what Jesus told them? The most powerful, spiritual Deep revelation, deep message he gave them in Matthew 4. You know what he told them? Follow me. That's deep, huh? That's complicated, huh? You know, a lot of times Jesus just walked up to people, follow me. Did he say, follow me, and I promise you that the life that you will live by following me will be so fulfilling that you can't even, you won't even begin to imagine the life that is awaiting you if you follow me. Did he say all that? No, he just simply said what? Follow me. That was the advice. Now, faith says, are you going to allow your faith to lead you where Jesus wants you to go? That's the simple part. The sim follow me. Simple. What did they do? They said immediately they dropped their nets and they began to follow him. And as a result of their faith by allowing them to follow the advice that Jesus gave them, we're still talking about them and reading about them to this day. They became the disciples of Jesus all because they obeyed a simple command of follow me. But we're waiting for, oh, I got to have some deep revelation. Follow me. Then what, Jesus? I'll, I'll just follow me and let your faith lead you to where I want you to go, and I will point it out along the way. Because God is not going to give us the full plan because we can't handle it. If he told you the full scope of everything that you had to walk through to get where he wanted you to go, you would not go. You, as a matter of fact, you would say, you know what, I'm going to just go back and live the old life because that seems a lot easier than what you have in store for me. You think if you would have told Paul all the things that Paul would have to walk through to get to the place where he is that we read about now, that he would have walked through those things, he probably would have said, nah, you know what, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just good, just persecuting these Christians. I mean, it ain't costing me my life and getting beaten and throwing a, you know what, I just, I'm, I'm good, God. No, he didn't do that. He allowed his faith to lead him where God was seeing. And the thing with that is, it's the simple things. Your, I can't advise you where your faith won't lead you. There comes a time when you will receive counsel. You can receive all the counsel and all the wisdom you can get. But if your faith isn't willing to take the, st to the step to trust God at that moment, you stop operating in faith and create open doors for the enemy to attack. 
When you stop operating in faith, what you allowing the enemy to do or signaling to the enemy is, I open doors. Because there's safety when you walk by faith. When you stop walking by faith, the enemy says, open doors. I can come in with a little deceit. I can come in with a little lies. And he can tempt you with all types of things, all because you stop doing what? Walking by faith. You stop trusting God. You stop doing the basic, simple things. And we're talking about counsel. This is a big one, too. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14. It says, where there is no counsel, the people fail. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. What is a multitude of counselors? I just made this real simple. The Holy Spirit, spiritual leaders, and your parents or close family. That's a multitude of counselors. That should be good enough right there. I know for me, obviously, the Holy Spirit is the head counsel. I, I'm sensitive to, uh, like, Holy Spirit, I need you daily. I need you to speak to me. And next to the Holy Spirit, or as my spiritual leaders, my pastors, Pastor Jonathan Stockstill and Pastor Wayne Brown, those are the people that I look to for life decisions, for ministry decisions, whatever. Like, hey, I'm, if I need encouragement, they're the first two people that I call. I, I, I'm, I'm just feeling down. I'm just going through. I, I, I just, I just want to let you know. I don't even know what to say. I'm just letting you know that, hey, I'm going through a difficult time right now. And I respect their counsel. Your counsel isn't people that just tell you what you want to hear. Some people, oh, I talked to such and such about it. Yeah, but is such and such following the Lord? <laughs> is such and such life worth a life that, that is approved by the Lord and, and the fruit of, of, of following Christ Jesus? It, or is their life above reproach? Or is their life worth modeling? Is their life worth following their example? Or are they just giving you good advice? Or good, oh, they gave me some good counsel. And, you know, I'm amazed at the things that people say. People, oh, I talked to such and such about it, and they told me to do this. I'm like, they told you to do what? And you thought that was a good idea? Well, obviously you do because you're telling me about it. But it's like, that's not good counsel. But the thing is, we have to seek counsel, and not just that, but, but good times. And sometimes we praying to God for things like, God, I'm just praying that you would give me an answer to this. And you know what? God could use spiritual authority or the Holy Spirit to speak a simple word to you about the situation, and then you say, oh, that's not it. I think I need to, see, I need to keep praying. I didn't hear from the Lord of myself, so it's like, yeah, but... God can speak through other people to reach you. Just like with this message. I don't have to know all you going through directly, but guess what? The Holy Spirit knows what you're walking through, and the Holy Spirit can speak directly through your situation through this message. But it's through counsel. You have to be willing to accept the advice and say, I'll allow my faith to lead you where you want to go. It's so many times people come up to tomorrow and I say, oh, I have this situation going on, this, this, and that. Okay. You, uh, in this case, you need to do X, Y, and Z. Well, I don't want to do that. Okay, well, fine. You don't have to. But at this point, I can't advise you where your faith won't lead you. So from this point, there's really nothing else that we need to meet about or talk about because even if you come back with the same thing, it's going to be the same thing that we talked about before. It's not going to change. Like for th this particular situation, this is the advice. Now it's up to you to realize if your faith is going to allow you to allow the Lord to lead you, to trust him, to make a way for you. But the thing is, we can't do that. 
Why? Because of our pride. It can't be that simple. How are they going to tell me what to do? Nobody's trying to tell you what to do. We're just trying to advise you in the way of the Lord and trying to advise you by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And think about it. I know that I'm going to get held to a greater account from the Lord when I advise God's people. Because y'all not my people. Y'all is God's people. This is God's house. So I take that with the greatest amount of seriousness. And I'm telling you, if you ever come to me or tomorrow with counsel, we're not going to just give you what we think. You know what we're going to say? I think you should consult the Lord in prayer. Because you know what prayer does? Prayer builds a strength and a confidence. And it gives you the ability to hear clearly to the Holy Spirit. It's very easy when we talk to people to know if they've been praying or not. Like, you know what? They hadn't been praying because their faith hadn't been built. But faith builds your strength. Or faith or, or, or prayer builds your faith and it strengthens you. And I want to read this in Exodus chapter 14, verse 15 through 16. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Talking about the, 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 the Red Sea. This is back to the Red Sea. So this is at the point where before they crossed the Red Sea. This is right before they crossed the Red Sea. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Pick up their staff and raise their hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea of the dry ground. So why did I read that verse? Stop crying and keep moving. We're crying out to God. God, I need the answer. God, God said, stop crying, accept the advice, and allow your faith to, be, to lead you. Keep moving. But if you don't keep moving, your faith can't lead you. That's why it's important. You got to keep moving. And I'm telling you, we and tomorrow we'll talk about this. Like I said, this is kind of a collab deal. We were talking about all the, whether it was solicited or unsolicited counsel that we've received over our lifetime. And all the counsel that we received, whether solicited or unsolicited, was guess what? For our good. And there were many times that leaders would come up to us and say, you know what? This relationship you're in, that's not it. Now, if it was up to me, I would just separate from it, but hey, it's your decision. And they would just leave it alone. And now I'm left with, now I got a decision to make. Am I going to allow my faith to follow where they're leading me? Or am I going to say, you know what? I know better. This is the relationship I want. I'm not breaking up. But y'all, now y'all see how real it gets. Y'all seeing how real it gets now. Or you have a situation where it's like, you know what? I had a leader tell me this one time. I was complaining about something. I don't even remember what I was complaining about. No, not that one. I'm going to talk about that. But uh, I'm going to talk about that in a second. But I was complaining about something else. And it was at the point where I was saved. I know what it was. I was saved, but I was still in college, and I was still on the baseball team. And that was that, you know, when you're getting that tug of war where you're like, I know I need to live for God, but then there's still things that's pulling me back to my old lifestyle. I was like kind of in limbo there. And I was talking to him about it, just expressing my heart like, this is what's going on. And this is, and he, and he listened to me for a while. He was like, okay. And then all of a sudden he just stopped and he said, you know what your problem is? He was like, you acting like a little boy. 
He's like, you need to grow up and be a man of God. It's like you walk around here complaining about what God is doing and what you want to do for God, but you need to man up and start acting like a man. And after that, I said, I guess I need to start acting like a man. And guess what? That one conversation changed my life because I realized at that moment I was complaining. And I, I, I didn't know what to do. But he, the advice that he gave was pretty much what he was saying was you need to be serious in your pursuit of the Lord. That's what it all boiled down to. You need to get serious about your pursuit of the Lord. You say you want to do awesome things for God. What about your pursuit? Are you reading your word? Are you praying? Are you connected to a small group? And he started challenging me on all these things. And I was like, you know what? I'm not really doing. I mean, I'm doing them, but not really. And he was challenging me in my pursuit of the Lord. That's what he was saying. And he explained those things to me. And he expl- he's like, this is what I mean about you need to grow up. If you're serious about your relationship with your Lord, with the Lord, you need to pursue him. It changed my outlook. Now, it was up to me. He gave the advice. It was up to me whether or not I was going to allow my faith to lead me to the direction that he was saying, he was speaking. Or I could have said, why are you talking to me so harshly? Why you got to, I mean, I'm just coming to you and you telling me. No, no, no. But that's what we do. When people... Give us advice. It was like, oh, they, they, they being, nobody's being mean to you. And like tomorrow was saying, that was a, another situation. I was complaining about a job. Matter of fact, it was a job that I was praying to God that I would get, and I got it. <laughs> and so I get the job, and I'm on the job, and, and I remember I was like, man, they're not treating me fair. They, 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 they not, they're just doing all this stuff. Everybody, they're they just making it, they making it hard for me to do my job. And and I don't like it. They, they always looking over everybody looking over my shoulder. I feel like I gotta watch. They watching everything that I do, every move I make, every mistake I make. And I was just complaining and complaining, complaining. And I was telling this to one of the leaders, and he listened, kind of like the other guy did. He listened, and he was like, "Oh, it's simple." I was like, "It's simple." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "You got two options." I was like, "I do." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "You either quit or you change your attitude about the job." And then I knew I wasn't going to quit because I needed to make money. So I said, you know what? I guess I need to change my attitude. And I did. I changed my attitude. And guess what? The whole job situation got better. But the thing was, in my feelings and in what I thought, I could never receive his advice because I never would have thought to do those two things because I needed someone to counsel me in the way that I should go. So that's why it's so important to have spiritual leaders and and that we're tuning in to the Holy Spirit because there are some things in your life that you just simply can't see. Whether it be emotional reasons or you're too close to it, you can't, it's like for whatever reason, there's sometimes you're not going to be able to see things that people not in the situation can clearly see. And when they can clearly see, you see, when people come to, to us about like anything, it's like it's easy to give advice because I'm not emotionally attached to it. It's like, well, whether you do it or not, it's not going to affect me. So I, it's up to you whether or not you want to do it or not. So I could give you clear, sound advice. But if it was something that, that I'm walking through, I have to go to an outside party that is not attached to it so I can get clear, sound advice. But a lot of times we try to consult our emotions. How do I really feel about this? Your emotions are a terrible consultant. Don't do that. Go to the spiritual leaders that you could trust that say, hey, this is what's going on. What should I do? Okay, I can give you clear counsel about this. 
Don't trust your emotions. At New Life Church, like I said before, tomorrow night we will always tell you, the key to all of what I'm saying is, I can't advise you where your faith won't lead you. The key to all this is prayer. I'm telling you, it's prayer. Because prayer, you find strength. And in strength, uh, prayer cultivates faith. And in that, we see Jesus modeled this very same thing. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, what did he do? He prayed. And he prayed, and what did God consult him to do? I need you to go to the cross. When he went to God, God consulted him, I need you to go to the cross. He kept, Jesus kept saying, if, if it's your will, take, please take this cup of suffering away from me, but let your will be done. Okay, the cross. The cross. That's why I sent you here. The cross. And Jesus knew it. This is my hour. This is my time. So he went to prayer because he did not want to do it. But guess what? His faith did. And his faith propelled him and led him to the cross. His faith allowed him to endure the cross. His faith led him through the cross and said, you know what? I've consulted the Father. I want to please the Father. So guess what? My faith is going to lead me to where the Father is leading me to go. But sometimes it's going to be painful. And it's going to what? Make you die to your flesh. And that's the part we don't like. That's why we don't get counsel, because we know some things we know. It's like, you know, sometimes you know what the right answer, but you don't want to talk to somebody that's going to give you the right answer because, you know, you actually have to do it. And it's going to be painful and you don't want to face it. I don't want to have to deal with the emotions of this. I don't want to have to actually walk through it. So it's easy just to stay in it, even though I'm miserable. And I'll, no, no, no. Get it out. Die to your flesh and move forward, because what you realize is there's something new that God is trying to lead you to. But he can't lead you to something new if you don't allow your faith to allow you to follow the advice that he's leading you to. The advice, I can't advise you where your faith won't lead you. Y'all see why this is so important? And this is the last thing, James chapter 1, verse 5 through 6. It says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is, a, is, a, is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed in the wind. So if you need wisdom from God, ask God. He will give it to you. If you need wisdom from a spiritual leader, ask them. They will give it to you. Don't try to make decisions on your own. I'm just telling you from advice, it's, I've, I've tried to do some things on my own. It didn't work out that great. <laughs> but this is the thing about, I would say this one more, whether solicited or unsolicited advice, it's up to you whether or not you will allow your faith to lead you to where God has something for you that's new. And sometimes the freedom that we, you need it's just by allowing your faith to lead you where God wants you to go, to something new. And when something is familiar and something is comfortable, it's hard to let go. It's hard to see something beyond that. But God has said, this is why it's the journey of faith. The journey of faith. I can't tell you all the steps along the way. I just need you to trust me. I just need to just allow me to lead you in this journey of faith. Number three, the final thing. Any journey that God leads you through 
he covers you. Any journey that God leads you through, he covers you. Can I get an amen? amen? In the journey of faith, as long as you remain in faith, you continue to move forward. God will cover you. He will. As long as you remain in faith, God will continue to cover you and protect you every step of the way. We just read about it in the children of Israel. We read about it. We talked about it about Joseph. We talked about it about Simon Peter and Andrew and all the disciples. As long as you remain faithful in faith and pursuing the Lord, guess what? He will cover you. Matter of fact, what does Psalm chapter 91 verse 4 say? It says this, he will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and what? Protection. Let's read another one. Psalms 28, 7. The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all of my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. Let's read one more. 2 Timothy 4, uh, verse 18. It says, and yes, the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack. From how many? Every. Every evil attack and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. That sounds like God's covering you right there, doesn't it? As long as you remain in faith, God will cover you. The safest place that you could be is in the will of God. That is the safest place that you can be is in the will of God. There's no safer place. There's no safer place. Tomorrow, we know right now, we're in the will of God. There's no safer place. So I don't have to stress or worry about any detail because I know if I'm in the will of God and I'm remaining in faith, God's going to provide. God's going to cover. God's going to protect. God's going to move. God's going to block. God's going to do whatever he has to do to protect me because I know I'm in doing the will that he's called me to do. Why? Because I, as long as I remain in faith. But the moment I step out of faith, guess what? I step out of his protection. Because what I'm saying is, God, I reject your, your direction. I reject your leading because I know a better way. That's what happens when you step out of faith. You, when you step out of faith, you, what you're really saying is, God, I know a better way. God, I hear what you're saying, but hear me out. I hear what you're saying, God, but I think this is a better option for me at this season in my life. And God's like, okay, well, go ahead. Out of protection. Get tore up by the enemy. Oh, God, I'll repent. I'm sorry for stepping out of faith. I trust you, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. And God says, come on back. I'm not going uh, to abandon you. I'm going to clean your wounds up, and let's, keep, let's get back on track. And that's what he'll do. But it's a lot easier if you just stay in faith. You remain in faith, he will cover you every single time. They got a roofing company that say every single time. God will cover you every single time. God will cover you. God, we talked about this before. God won't reveal his full plan. You just have to keep moving forward in the direction he tells you to go. And it will become clear over time as you continue to walk by faith. He can't give you the full plan. You can't handle it. We can't handle it. 
But guess what? It does become clear if you keep moving in faith. You ever been in something, in a situation, you're like, God, man, this is hard. I don't know what's going on. And then you walk through it by faith and you get through it. And then you can look back and say, oh, I see what you was doing. It makes sense now. But you couldn't see it at first. Because there's lessons along the way that he's trying to teach you. There's things in our character he's trying to develop along the way that he says, I just need you to remain in faith. And if you remain in faith, I'll protect you on this journey. I'll keep you in perfect peace on this journey. I'll keep you in perfect peace. My faith journey has led me to this very moment today, and I know I don't have to worry about anything. I didn't ask myself to be here. God said, I'm leading you here. It's up to you whether or not you're going to answer the call or not. You are where you are right now because that's what God wants you to be. What God is saying today is keep moving and pursue me in your journey of faith and remain in faith. Remain in faith. If you feel like, I don't know what's going on, I feel so confused, remain in faith. Because the closer the attacks or the more attacks that you feel to the enemy, that just lets you know that you are on the right track. If you feel no attacks from the enemy, you might want to be a cause for concern. <laughs> you might just be on his team. Seriously. Because <laughs> he's not going to attack his own. He wants you. Oh, you, oh, yeah, yeah. God, no, no, no. Don't follow that faith stuff. Come on over here to doubt. Come over here to confusion. Come over here to worry and stress and anxiety. It's, this is where I am. And if you feel all those things and you feel no attacks, I, I just, God's not speaking to me. Uh-oh. Are you in faith? Get back in line on that journey of faith. There's safety. There's protection in faith. You just have to make sure that whatever I walk through and make that decision, I choose faith. Just like we talked about last week, when I wake up in the morning, I choose joy. When I wake up in the morning, I choose faith. I choose faith, and I choose faith every single time. There's, I, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it seems like. I don't care what I feel like. I choose faith. And when you choose faith, it pleases God because it's impossible to please him without faith. And when you please him, guess what? He'll open up so many doors for you. And your life and your relationship with him will be so much greater than you ever imagined. Like, I can't believe it's this sweet. Why is that? Because you remain in faith. And it becomes clearer and clearer over time. If things seem unclear right now, just remain in faith. At some point in time, God's going to make it clear. Don't get frustrated by the where you are right now. You could be right in the middle of it. Or you could be right at the end of it. You never know what step of the process you're in. Just remain in faith. That's what I want to encourage you this morning. Remain in faith. In this journey that you walk with the Lord, remain in faith. There's safety. There's protection. There's provision. There's joy. There's peace. There's freedom. There's heal. Everything that you need is right there as long as you what? Remain in faith. You got to remain in faith. And guess what? It's that simple. Now, is that deep? I don't think that's deep at all. But it's the simple things that sometimes are the hardest for us to be consistent with. Don't wait on the deep things. Let's be consistent in the simple things. 
What are the simple things? I'm going to remain in faith. I'm going to remain in joy. I'm going to remain in forgiveness. Simple things. Why can't people do those things? Because it deals with the heart. Why can't people do the simple things of walking in forgiveness? Because I want to hold a grudge. Why can't people walk in joy? Because I don't feel like it. Why don't people walk in faith? It's too hard. Those sound like choices that you're making. But it's supposed to be simple, right? It's the simple things. What did Jesus tell Simon Peter and uh, Ed? Follow me. Simple. As long as you stay in love and stay in faith, guess what? There's protection there. God will supply all your needs. Am I saying that you're not going to walk through things? Absolutely not. But it's still going to be a lot sweeter and a lot easier if you remain in faith while you walk through those trials. Remain in faith. Y'all said, just say it out of your mouth. Just say, God, I remain in faith. I'm going to remain in faith. Encourage yourself. Some of you just walk around the house in the car. I'm remaining in faith. You hear some news that you don't want to hear. I'm remaining in faith. That's the most important time you need to remain, say that. Or when you hear something that you don't want to, oh, I remain in faith. I rebuke that report. I rebuke that news. I remain in faith. Devil, you thought you had me, but guess what? I remain in faith. Then he gets all riled up when he tries to come at you another way. And then you know what you say then? I remain in faith. He can't get me. He can't get you if he remains in faith. He tried to get the children of Israel. What happened to him? He died. Because there's always grace for you in God's leading. There's no grace for him where God is leading you. You stay on that path, there's a grace that God will always protect you. You get off that path, you allow his attacks to come in. Remain in faith. Remain on the path that God has for you. And I promise you, you'll look up and you'll be closer to God You'll be so fulfilled, and you'll say, I cannot imagine my relationship with God could be this sweet. And guess what? It just keeps getting tweeter and tweeter. Tweeter and tweeter by the year. I don't feel like I could get closer to God. Yes, you can. As long as you're on this side of earth, you can always draw closer to God. Always. Remain in faith. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the word today. I thank you, Lord God, that our hearts are encouraged today to remain in faith. I bind every lie and every attack of the enemy that will try to come against us, Lord God, and, and get us off track, Lord God. Get us off the journey of faith. I thank you right now, Lord God, that we will continue to follow you and please you by faith. Your word says it's impossible to please you without faith. So I thank you that you give us the strength to remain in faith so that we can be pleasing to our Heavenly Father. Lord, we just want to be pleasing to you. And the way we're pleasing to you is by remaining in faith. Give us the strength to remain in faith. And Lord, I thank you that when you advise us, that our faith will lead us to where you want us to go. I thank you, Lord God, for a faith, a strength that arises on the inside of us that says, I may not understand, I don't see how, but God, I trust you, and I will allow my faith to lead you, to lead me to where you want me to go. And Lord, I just thank you right now for your hand of protection. 
I thank you for your hand of protection over every person in this audience, every person watching online under the sound of my voice. I thank you as, there, as we remain in faith, that we remain protected by you, that no attack, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. I thank you right now, Lord God, that, that you're speaking a word over us, that there's a hedge of protection over everywhere that we go, that everywhere that our footsteps, Lord God, that we're covered by angels, that angels are going before us, that are blocking things. I thank you for the things that you've protected us from that we don't even know of. The accidents and the cars that you've kept us away from, Lord God. I thank you for all those things, Lord God, that you have protected us from, things that we've known that you protected us from and things that we don't even know. I thank you right now, Lord God, as we remain in faith, we remain in your love, and we remain in your covering and in your protection and in your safety. And I thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Just remain in faith. And I want to give a final invitation. You could bow your heads and close your eyes real quick. And that's for anyone in the room that you make it, you've realized that, man, I want to remain in faith, but... I need to come back in faith and put my faith in God because maybe you've slipped away or you don't have a relationship with God, but you want to come into right relationship with him. Maybe you've walked through a difficult time that's caused you to be frustrated and angry at God, but you realize that I need to get back in faith. I need to get back on my journey of faith with the Lord. And I want to give you an invitation uh, right now this morning to come in right relationship with the Lord. So whether you're online or you're in the audience, I just want to give you that invitation right now. So if you're in the audience with no one looking around, if you want to come into right relationship with the Lord, just lift your hands and just acknowledge that before you and God, that God, I want to come in right relationship with you. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to just ask everyone just to place their hand over their heart and just repeat this after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you forgive me for all of my sin. I repent of them right now and lay them down at the cross. Lord, I thank you that I don't have to hold the guilt and the shame of my sin any longer, that I am free. I thank you, Lord, that I am saved and that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I thank you and I receive your forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, that on my journey with you, that I will follow you with a fervency, with a passion that won't burn out, and that you will teach me along the way how to continue to fan into the flames to keep the fire burning for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord another hand clap of praise this morning. And if you made that decision to follow Christ, you're in the room. Uh, there's one thing I would like for you to do. In the seat back in front of you, there's a card that says, let's connect. On the back of it, it says, I made a decision. You can fill that out, drop it in the offering bucket on the way out. And also, if you're online, let us know in the comments section that you made the decision. We would love to reach out to you throughout the week as well. Come on, let's give it up one more time for those that made a decision to follow Christ greatest decision that you will ever make. And uh, just a few announcements before we dismiss you guys online. Uh, just want to let you know that this Wednesday, we will not have prayer. This is one of the few times that prayer is canceled. It's Thanksgiving. 
So we want to give you that opportunity just to spend time with your family uh, this week. So no prayer this Wednesday, but we will resume the following Wednesday. Uh, we will be here at 630. Also, we'd love to invite you out to church with us next Sunday at 10 o'clock. We will be right back in the building. We will continue in week four of our foundation series. But before we dismiss you, we're going to pray over the tithe and offering that's coming in. We're going to pray, pray for that, and you guys are dismissed. Uh, before we pray, there's a couple ways that you could give. You could give online on our website, which is newlifemobile.org. On the homepage, there's a tab that says Give Online, or you can download our app. Download the app. You can give on that as well. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you right now, Lord God, for your people. I thank you for the generosity, Lord God, in, our, in their hearts, Lord God, to, to, to fund not j just their, their lives, Lord God, but to fund the kingdom of God. I thank you, Lord God, that there is a blessing when we generously give to the kingdom of God. And I pray that you bless each and every household, each and every person, each and every family, Lord God, as they give. I pray that it come back to them a hundredfold, Lord God, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I pray that there will be no lack. And I thank you, Lord God, that as with their family during this Thanksgiving season and this holiday season, Lord God, that the families will come together. I speak a blessing over their families. I bind every bit of division and dissension of the enemy, every attack of the enemy. We rebuke you right now. But I pray that there'll be unity, there'll be joy and thanksgiving in each and every house this holiday season. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you guys. Again, no prayer this Wednesday, but we love to invite you out next Sunday at uh, 10 a.m. for service. Have a happy, happy Thanksgiving this Thursday. We love you guys. We will see you next week. Amen. Amen. Well, let's give it up. Foundations of faith. All right, guys, just really quick. The kids should be coming back in any second. They're picking up the milkshakes and they're away. I do want to bring your attention to that flyer. All of you should have received a flyer about Christmas, okay? Y'all, Songs of Christmas is starting. It's going to be December 23rd, but if your kid is interested in singing in the kids' choir, and we have some other cute little things, you are going to need to stop by the Life Center in the back and sign them up, all right? And then you'll 